previously scheduled episode of Family Ties has been interrupted by Legends in the Dark, where our motto is, if something goes bump in the night, it's probably just the cat knocking over the plant. My name is Jay. And I am Leslie. How are you doing, Leslie? Not too bad, and I was just thinking when Oreo used to come in here and knock stuff over, it was pretty scary. You should have been frightened. (laughs) You don't know what that cat's got planned. I know sometimes... He will come in and he'll just be standing outside and like patting on the window before we had dogs and be like, come on, let me in. Let me in. (laughs) Chris called him like a little serial killer because he kept just like, you know, one minute he was outside, the next minute he was in the backyard. He was like uh, that movie Halloween. Just keep showing up. (laughs) Like like an adorable Michael Myers. Yes. That's Friday the 13th, Leslie. Oh. Get your straight. <laughs> Ow, I just hit my head off. And that's what you get. That's karma. <laughs> right. All right, well, how... You can ask Chris. He'll sell you the same. <laughs> so how have you been? I've been doing good. I'm just have the week's over. I'm gonna looking forward to the weekend. Oh, I know. Um, so I know I've been mentioning this. So my mother-in-law finally uh, moved in with us. So I'm excited. But I am so tired moving is you know you even though I just moved last year I think I got into that whole whole habit of oh moving isn't so bad and then once I start packing again I'm just like oh yeah no I remember why I only do this like once every 10 years yeah some people do it more than that so you should be grateful that you don't have to do it more yeah no I don't know how people can do that like I, I have a friend like Chris's friends um are in the military and they just moved and, I mean, can you imagine moving, and they moved states, and I can't imagine them moving, you know, I'm just moving across town, I can't imagine trying to move, make a big move across states, and with everything that's going on, so that's even probably more stressful. Well, imagine moving across countries. Oh my gosh, I didn't even think of that. Oh, it's so crazy. Oh, actually, you know what, I had, a, I, I actually wanted to ask you something, like, just because uh, you, you and Chris went to Italy uh, mm-hmm. a few years back, right? Yeah. So, like, how extensive was your knowledge of Italian when you got over there? Okay, so this is not going to be a, this is, okay, I know this is kind of sounding like a setup to a commercial. This is not a commercial. We're not sponsored by them. Nothing whatsoever. But um, probably about a year before we left, I did um, the Duolingo app. And oh. that actually was really handy um, because it gave you some basics. So I, I was able to communicate a little bit, but um, not really, not much. But what helped me is I was able to understand it. So when someone was talking to me, it, you know how a lot of people are like, oh, I don't understand. Or is the, I, maybe it's the accent. Or, but for me, I was able to be like, oh, I know what they're saying. Like, so it was, I couldn't communicate I was bad at talking the language, but I was understanding the language. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, you, for that's, me, it was a year. Because we're, we're trying to, uh, well, Becca's more further along on it than, than I am. I'm, I'm, I haven't been doing it as much, but she's learning um, Portuguese. Oh. Because we want to uh, visit Portugal one of these days. And possibly live in Portugal one of these days. So we're kind of like thinking, we're 
she's doing she's been doing the, she's been doing Duolingo she's been doing Babbel I think it's the uh, another one she's been doing and she she we heard about some other ones today when she was booking some stuff up pretty far along on that and I've gotten I kind of get in every once in a while in there I need to go back and probably start at the beginning so I can get like the basics and everything down again but um, yeah we're trying to kind of do that one of these days I want to learn I want to learn Japanese too so. Yeah, you know, I will admit Duolingo helped. Um, Chris's aunt sent us, it was really funny because she said she was going to send us some tapes. And it was funny because he was convinced that she was just going to email us like an app. Nope, she sent like a like a six CD pack. And I, I, I never used them because I didn't have a CD player. So we just, we, it was really sweet, but I, I just used the app. And um, I'll have to, if we go back to Italy, I'll have to use Babbel and see if I like that. Like, I like du Duolingo. I just didn't like because I wanted to do it at work. And at least they had like an option to skip, but sometimes they'll say, okay, say this phrase back to your phone. And it's like, I didn't really, and sometimes with my phone, I have to like put it right by the speaker and kind of yell at it. So it's all like, I'm sitting there trying to you, say something and I'm like, just, just look, I'm just like yelling in Italian on my phone. Uh, so you sound like, it, like, it, like you were actually in Italy then. Yeah. Or, yeah. It was, it was really funny. And then I, then, but it does have an option. Like I can't, I can't say this right now or, you know, I'm not in a place. So I would skip that. And then they would just say, okay, then do these exercises if you can't, uh, you know, speak out loud. But I actually, yeah, but I actually, um, will admit it helped me. I didn't realize how much until we were actually over there. Cause I thought, Oh, you know what? Cause I was doing it on and off for a year. And I was like, oh, I, I didn't pick anything up. And when I got over there, I would hear someone talking, and I'm like, oh, I know what they're talking about. Oh, I'll try Babbel, but yeah, places. those two, those two, I think some basic stuff. Well, for me, I was just visiting. Basic stuff is fine. But if you're going to live there, you know, you should try taking maybe a class. Yeah, definitely. And we'll probably end up doing something like that. But it was kind of, I was just kind of curious to see, like, where you guys were at when you went over there, like, if you were not fluent but like you know passable well over there and also we stayed in more of the touristy cities so we didn't really go into the country but um because it was really funny chris learned the numbers like from one to 20 and so he was so excited because he wanted to like actually use some of his italian and then everywhere we went they they spoke english we finally when i forgot what the island is called but when we were in venice we were on this little island and it's like this glass works island and we were shopping. Basically, we were just buying everyone's gifts. And I remember he bought this little skull, uh, iron, like a brass skull keychain. And he was so was excited mine. about it. Huh? That was mine. Yep. Well, he got one too. So he got like oh, you okay. one. He got himself one. He got his friend, I'm going to say Brandon one. Like, Or no, he Brandon, he bought the, the, the top. But anyway, so we brought so many gifts. But I remember he was talking to the guy, and he was trying to barter, and he was all like, so he would ask, you know, how much. And the guy actually didn't speak English, and so Chris was sitting there, like, bartering with him, and he finally realized, like, he bought it. And then he left, he's like, okay, I don't want to do that again. Because <laughs> he's like, I didn't know if I was paying, like, eight, eight euros or 80 euros. <laughs> so. Yeah, you maybe stick to the touristy area. Yeah. But it was fun, yeah. So I would, but if you were going to live there, I would t definitely maybe take a class and learn a little bit more. Oh, the best way to learn is to immerse yourself. So. Exactly, exactly. 
Speaking of immersion, where are you taking us tonight? Because I think you're going first. Well, I'm taking you all over. They don't actually have a specific location. So, Leslie, have you ever been laying in bed in the middle of the night, and out of the corner of your eye, you see a dark silhouette that seems to be just watching you? Not in my house, but you know I told you that story about the basement at work. So I think I know where this is going. (laughs) So today we're going to be talking about shadow people. And specifically, the hat man. That's a good one. You know, I never even heard of the hat man until a couple years ago. And just from my own personal experience of story, listening to stories, it's really surprising how many people have the same experience. Always a similar experience, but what you may not have known, and what we're gonna what I'm gonna go over a little bit, is that there are actually different classes of shadow people. That I did not know. So as you may know, a shadow person is the perception of a patch of shadow as a living humanoid figure. There's a number of religions, legends, and belief systems that describe shadowy spiritual beings or supernatural entities. Uh, such as the shades in the in the underworld. Now, these can be seen, or they've been seen, according to witnesses, of flickering on walls and ceilings uh, in the viewer's peripheral vision. So, like, right out of the corner of your eye, you'll notice something. Some report them as scary, menacing, creepy, or even harboring evil intent. Some claim they are... There, there are other things people perceive them to be... Uh, time travelers or interdimensional beings that are on a visit to our current time and place but are just kind of out of reality to a certain extent right that would actually kind of be fun i i think if i thought like that if i see a shadow man and be like oh you're just a time traveler hello welcome to 2020 it's not worth staying <laughs> whatever time you're from you may want to go back there 2020 is not all that right now you know that's uh, not as scary like you know i was thinking about that maybe maybe next time i'm in the basement and i see something like that i'll just think if it's a time traveler <laughs> I, I wouldn't recommend that uh some claim that they are the true form of a ghost like, you know, how, like some people say like a, a spirit will just be like this ball of light or something like that. But other people say that a shadow person is the silhouette or true form of a spirit. Now, as I said before, there are different classes of shadow people that I discovered while I was looking into this. Some of the ones, I, I didn't write down all of them, but I wrote down a few of the ones that, are, that stood out. Uh, you have aggressive shadow people, which will have actually been reported to attack people that witness them. Uh, you have other ones that are known as red-eyed specters who when you if you make eye if you see them, they radiate pure fear. Like you experience extreme terror when you witness them. Oh, that's creepy. You have hooded or cloaked shadow people. Which, unlike red-eyed specters, which radiate fear, the hooded or cloaked shadow people radiate pure, unadulterated hatred. If, if you see one pop up, they are not there to pay you a kindly visit. Oh, man, that just, that, that makes me shiver. Like, I'm, I'm getting, like, a little tingle, like, on down my spine. And the other last one that I wrote down before our main attraction are the Watchmen. 
shadow people. Oh, like the Watchers, the one you did? Uh... Exactly uh, like oh. that. Well, not quite like that, because these I don't think are nearly as... Uh, you hit your head on your bed boat on your headboard again? Yes. <laughs> I keep for like... Those of you who, for those of you who can't see, I'm watching Leslie in the video feed here, and she just nailed her head on the yeah sorry for the any uh bumps or bangs you might hear in the podcast sorry i'm just like graceful as a gazelle as always yes yes i am (laughs) that's what my husband says so anyways the watchmen do exactly that they stare at you which just like you said the night watchers uh that i did on a previous story basically kind of along the same concept they'll just sit there watch you watching them watching you Man, that, I didn't realize they were all, like, in the same class. Mm-hmm. They're like Pokemon. <laughs> like, what type of shadow person do you have? I have a aggressive type. <laughs> Red-Eye! Red-Eye! Red-Eyed Spectre, I choose you. Now for our main attraction, the Hat Man. Like other, or pretty much all shadow people, the Hat Man appears like a pure, dark figure resembling a humanoid shape. But obviously, the only difference between him or it and other shadow people is the appearance of wearing a top hat or a fedora in other cases. So some people say top hat, some people say fedora, depending. They also report seeing what appears to be old-fashioned clothing, like a, along with a long trench coat or cape. And he always appears to be at least six feet tall. That's funny. I didn't realize they all saw him like the same height. Face is usually indistinguishable, but many claim that he has glowing red eyes, kind of like the red-eyed specters that I mentioned earlier. So there's a similarity there between the two. Some also report that he carries a gold watch that's attached by a chain to his belt, and occasionally he will look at it. I'm like, you got somewhere to be? (laughs) Checking the time. You came here to see me. I didn't come to see you. That's, that's, I think that's even creepier because it just means that he's going about his business. He's on a schedule. It's like, okay, I've got about 15 more minutes of creeping this guy out and I'm going to move on to the next household. Oh, man. See, I've never heard about the gold watch. That's, that's interesting. What happens if it's like the only thing glowing? That would be like creepy. I mean, if if his eyes stand out, if he has the glowing red eyes, then I guess something else probably stands out too. Yeah. There are actually some claim that he has something in common with the aggressive type shadow people, and they've claimed that he has attacked them by jumping on them and choking them. People who claim this say that they experience a burning in their chest or a tingling in their scalp. Not cool. Not cool, man. Others say that, that he is simply happy just watching you, but he tends to stay longer than most shadow people do. Like, you know, I guess the average shadow person maybe disappears as soon as you see them. Whereas Hat Man probably just sits there and goes, yeah, yeah, I see you looking at me. I ain't going anywhere. And he checks his watch. He's like, yeah, still got 10 more minutes. Still on schedule. See, I think that's even more creepy. Just something sitting there like, I got all the time in the world. And (laughs) where the other, it seems like other, like the videos I've seen of shadow people, they seem like it's really quick. Like, between doorways in a window hiding and stuff like and as soon as you notice them they move mm-hmm. can you just imagine something like staring you down like that with red eyes and be like yeah no i'm just here 
Oh my god! I, I wonder what he does if you stare right back at him just as hard. Like, yeah, I can play this game too. Oh, I'm sure you're all tough and stuff. And then this is the same guy who says, "Oh, your house is haunted. Let's just burn this place down." I would burn the room down with me with me in it. Still, I'd be like, "No, this isn't <laughs> happening." <laughs> Light that man. <laughs> like, let's see how long you stick around now. Man, that's creepy. I do not like this hat man. I, you know, I've heard of it, but I never really went in depth of it. I always just heard about a shadow with a hat. That's all I knew about it. You love the hat man. Oh my. Well, you know what's so, funny is you said fedora, but the how people like describe it in the pictures, it almost looks like a, I don't know what kind of hat it it's called, but it's almost like a longer, like a, like a wide brimmed hat. Yeah, like a wide. Like I'm trying to think of um. They're like the night mar- like the night watchers. That's kind of what they what people say they see with them wearing like wide brim, like Amishy looking hat. Yeah, yeah. No, this one says top hats or fedoras is what the people normally see. Wow, I haven't heard of the top hat. I think that's creepier actually. I, yeah, I actually was like. going to say it's it's creepier with the top yeah. hat. Well, yeah, because because people like I said they the if I guess the top hat they say they see him wearing a cape. I'm like. You know, Dan Dastardly is like, you know, standing in the corner, like stroking his mustache, like watching me, like, meh, meh, meh. Yeah. with his gold watch. With his gold watch. <laughs> like, I've got places to be. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, anyways, he's been spotted watching people in mirrors, tends to be seen bending over them while they're sleeping or in a corner with, quote, a creepy smile on his face. You know what? I didn't realize this was so in-depth. I, like, seriously, I thought she was like, oh, it's a shadow man with a hat. Like, it's like all my fears in, like, one awful apparition because, like, I don't like people staring at me when I'm sleeping. I don't like people, you know, sitting in a corner staring at me. And what was the first one he said? Oh, yeah, the creepy smile. But what was the first one he said? Is that your dog? That's my dog. Hush. Stop that. As long as he's not barking just like in a, a, a shadow in the corner. <laughs> Pokey, you better not be barking at a shadow, man. Now Pokey's making his debut. Right. Yeah, for all of you listening, that was our dog being a guard dog. <laughs> but uh, no, what was the first thing like? So after before he bends over, what over the oh, bed? Oh, so... Yeah, he watches people in mirrors. Like, I guess you people, you'll see, you look in the mirror, oh, you see him in the background just chilling. No, no. See, that's the thing with me and mirrors. Like, I don't like mirrors. I don't like corners. That, like, remember when we talked about the dark mirror? Yes, I couldn't, I had trouble sleeping after that one. Yeah. This is okay, like the so, world. This is like both of the the two episodes that we couldn't sleep at. Me for the dark watchers, and you with the dark mirror, and you just put them together for one awful nightmare. Oh, well, I could throw in UFO abduction too, <laughs> and like have you just really like just not sleep at all. I know I didn't sleep well last week, but go ahead. Among other things, he tends the claims is that he appears in places where there are negative emotions taking place. Some of the examples they gave were like a house. Uh, with that has domestic violence or uh, fighting or depression, things like that. It tends to show up in negative areas. Uh, He's believed to possibly be a demon sent to bring those about to die to hell, which is always pleasant. There's a story, and this was 
told to a writer uh, named Heidi Hollis, who actually published a book on the topic of shadow people, about a German soldier who encountered the hat man, uh, who, when he, when he saw him, he asked, he asked him for his name. And apparently there was a reply, which is horrifying. Seriously, that is horrifying. And the reply he got from the hat man was scratch. Oh, that's not good. I guess as it may, some people may not know, scratch is an, actually an old nickname for the devil. That, oh my gosh, that story. Okay, listen, you got to tell me what the book is called because that might be something that I want to read. Oh, I'll try to look. I'll see if I can look it up again and yeah. I'll tell you. Hollis recounted another story about a suicidal man who woke up in a hospital and with the hat man close by. Quickly after the man woke up, he, the hat man disappeared, uh, but not before saying, I almost had you. This is what the man heard. That is not cool. So some believe the hat man emits a very powerful negative energy and feeds on the fear he causes, which he must be very well fed because I'm sure he causes quite a bit of that. And it's so fun. As proven by Leslie's face that I can see, like, she's not going to sleep well tonight. Yeah, I'm, I'm really, like, I'm creeped out by that because <laughs> I don't, I now, I just thought, you know, honestly, because... I've watched so much paranormal, you know, I've gone on the ghost hunts. So seeing a shadow or shadow man, like it's kind of one of those things that, and I've seen them before too. So it's kind of one of those things where I thought, oh, okay, it's just a different type of shadow man. I didn't know it was so intense. Like that's really intense. So like other shadow people, uh, hat man is believed to possibly be an interdimensional being visiting humanity and being barely visible since he is on a different kind of vibrational wavelength than people of our dimension. Then there are other theories. Some believe he's an alien time traveler or, again, ghost. That, in a nutshell, is the hat man. Might want to sleep with your lights on. That was scary. Oh, my gosh. That is so creepy thinking about. And I want to read that book, too, because, you know, who needs sleep? They don't. So that was the hat man. So how'd you like that? I I will admit, like I you I I thought I knew that story. I didn't know that story. Like I didn't know it was that so much. Like I've listened to podcasts and the ones where they send in their own stories or they call in. And I remember like this one woman called in and said that she had seen that when she was a kid. That she just saw a shadow with a hat in like her dining room when when she was like sixteen. And she never, she always thought she was, it was weird. She never knew it was anything. I mean, she knew it was a shallow man, but she just thought, wow, that was weird. It looks like he was wearing a hat. Years later, like, and she said she's 30 now. Years later, she's listening to these podcasts and all these podcasts talk about the shadow man hat or man in the hat. And she just didn't realize it was a thing. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it it's one of those things where I've only been hearing about it probably the last, like, ten years, like, five, six years. Man, it's so random, but this, when you said the man in the hat, like, the first thing that popped into my head was man in the yellow hat. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> you know what's... Like, curious George. I was, like, thinking, like, Curious George, the curious little monkey. Oh, now I'm just thinking of him with, like, a shadow man instead of the man in the yellow hat. <laughs> 
<laughs> Curious George meets the hat man <laughs> and dies. Oh, they put up a good fight though. Just ruin yeah. our childhood. Okay. Somebody gotta do it. <laughs> okay, so are you ready for my story? I am. Where are you taking us? I actually have. We're actually going to two places tonight, and the first place we're going to is Japan. Oh, one of my favorites. Right? Is it, is it a toilet ghost? Oh my gosh, not kidding. So I was having dinner tonight with um, Chris and his mom, and she was asking me about my podcast and what we talk about, and she asked me what my story was going to be tonight, and I told her about a Japanese legend, and... Before I said, I said, it's going to be like a ghost story kind of legend. And um, not a ghost story, but like, it's just one of these, it's an urban, urban legend, but it's based off something true. And I was telling her what it's like equivalent to our legends in America. And it was funny because Chris said something like, oh, we should just go to other countries and make up like weird, weird legends. And I said, I'm doing Japan. I don't think you can get any weirder than Japan because they have so many toilet ghosts <laughs> and toilet urban legends. And I named yeah, it's amazing like most of their ghosts either revolve around toilets or suicide. Or bathrooms, yeah. Or bathrooms. Yeah, because sometimes it's like there is some where it's like the paper towel, like you're on the toilet with and you need paper towels, or you're just in the bathroom. You know what I actually want to look up? I, I might do this for next for the next episode, but I want to see if there are any like samurai ghosts. Look it up. I'm, I'm you know, I should go um, Filipino because that's what Chris, you know, Chris is part Filipino. I should see if there's really any really good, scary Filipino urban legends. I know there is, but I can't think of them off the top of oh, my head. I know that I, I'm pretty sure there is. I mean, like I was, I mean, this isn't the same thing, but I was looking up, you know, Portuguese you know, like urban legends. There was quite a few of those, and that really stood out for me right away. But like, I look more into that and be like, okay, yeah, need to start branching out past like Europe and stuff like that, and see like, well, I, I mean, technically Portugal is in, is still Europe. But, I would uh, love to hear some Portugal urban legends because so mine tonight is from Japan, but it's a urban legend that was on creepy pasta. So someone basically kind of wrote about it, but then. Someone had found out there's actually some fact behind the urban legend. So that's where we're at tonight. So this is more of a creepypasta urban legend from Japan. My sources tonight is Wikipedia, Creepypasta, and Besto.com. Now, this is a newer urban legend, and it's called the Alice Killings. So what the... Um, story is and it originated on creepypasta is kind of like a japanese unsolved mystery they call it and as the legend goes between the years of 1999 and 2005 five murders took place the victims all had one thing in common each were found with a playing card and each playing card had the name alice written on it in the victim's own blood I thought you were going to say the Joker. I'm not Christopher Nolan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So according That's to the urban so legend, <laughs> so according to the urban legend, I didn't want to go too much in detail because, you know, since it's a fake story, it was talking about how like these victims, like the card would be, was in um, the mouth of one victim 
and the other's victim had it in his hand, but like there was, you know, stuff pulled apart. I don't really want to get into it because it was kind of making me nauseous when I read it. But it was said, because it's unsolved, that to this day, the Alice killer has never been caught. So that's the urban legend in Japan about the serial killer. And research shows that there was no such killer with the moniker of, quote, the Alice killer or the playing card killer or any type of serial killer in Japan. And because it's on Creepypasta, a lot of people think it's a made-up story, just kind of like the Slender Man. And it's really interesting because, so I told you, I was telling Chris, it reminds me of our man with a hook story where it's like two lovers on the lover's lane and a man they hear on a radio that an escaped convict with a hook for a hand has escaped prison and you know they hear a little da -da -da -da. that's basically what i think the alice killings urban legend is now just like the man with the hook where people think well it was based off of the tetsarkana killer and the zodiac killer this is kind of interesting we are now going to go to Spain. So in 2003, there was a killer who left playing cards next to his victims. Beginning in January 2003, and I want to apologize. I, I do have a pronunciation problem sometimes. Um, so I apologize if I pronounce any of these names incorrectly. In 2003, there was a killer who left playing cards next to his victims. Beginning in January 2003, a man named Juan Francisco Ledisma was shot in the head. On February 5th, Juan Carlos Martin Estancio was found shot. And this time, an ace of cups was found nearby near his body. On March 7th, Santiago Eduardo Salas was shot, but he survived. And near him, a three of cups was dropped at the scene. His friend, Anric Castillo Ruperti, was able to escape unharmed. So, just like the Alice killings, not quite five, but four people. So it was a little off, but it was in about the same time period, 2003. Because of the cards, the playing card was found at two of the scenes, the media dubbed him the playing card killer. On July 3rd, 2003, Alfredo Galan Sotilio walked into a police station and confessed to being the murderer. Just remember that a lot of times L isn't pronounced like an L, so... Oh, yeah, you know, maybe it's maybe it Galan, you think? Goyon. He also reported that his calling card of the playing card was not his idea. He only started doing it when one card was found by a body and it was picked up by the media, making it into a bigger deal. So at the next shoot-ins, he left another playing card. To basically, he, he basically stole the idea from the media. Mm. They gotta be careful with those creepypastas. They're giving people ideas. Right? So today, he is serving a sentence of 142 years and three months in prison. I just thought it was really interesting. When I look up urban legends for Japan, the Alice killings kept coming up. And then I found an article on Bustle saying, like, hey, these are actually based on true stories uh, or could be based on true stories. Like, someone probably read about the killings in Spain and it was like, ooh, isn't that creepy? I'm going to put it in Japan. 
they were like, oh, you know what? We've, we've got enough toilet ghosts. Let's get something really scary going on here. Well, and again, it kind of is like the basis for urban legends. Urban legends is almost like our, our morality tells. Like, don't do this. Don't do that. For us, like, I was, I'm always thinking about the man with the hook and kind of one of those things like, oh, they're teenagers, they're necking, there's going to be someone there to shoot you. But then in the 60s, and I think the Tessa Cranell one was, like, in the 50s or 40s. Like, he was really, like, early. And it's, I think it's even creepier when these urban legends are somewhat based on fat. Like, you did Cropsy, and Cropsy is basically the same thing. Where it's like, oh, this boogeyman who lives in this asylum is kidnapping kids. And there was a guy who was living in the asylum who was kidnapping kids. Well, no, he was living in the woods near the asylum. Yeah, yeah, but still, he had, he was previously a, um... An inmate. Inmate, yeah. Or wait, no, or was he like a janitor? I can't remember now. I think one story said that he was an inmate, one story said that he was like, he was a, uh... Uh, a janitor or something along those lines yeah you know what i don't quote me i can't remember but you're right though he before he shut down he was there so it's even it's it's just i think that's what makes that story so creepy because even when i was telling about that alice killings it's oh this can't happen and then you're then you when you hear about oh well it did happen once you get the facts it's like oh this guy just you know there was a playing card and they made it a big deal but it is creepy that he took that one little thing that everyone focused on and did it at the next shoot-in but yeah so that's that's my story i don't know i just thought it would be fun to do kind of like a different urban legend and this one since it was based on a truth so it's an urban legend that caused a true story no i think it's more of a true story that caused an urban legend oh yeah that's usually how it works isn't it <laughs> but how did you like that one that was good good story <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was different. I haven't done that in a while. Not since we did the babysitter one. Still my favorite urban legend. Good job on that today. Thank you. So uh, I guess should we do our legendary listener shout out? Yes, let's go ahead and do that. We have a new one that popped up that we have to uh, shout out to. Yes, it's Trinidad and Tobago. Tobago. Oh, I'm sorry. Trinidad and Tobago. See, I'm really bad at names. Yes, you are. (laughs) That's okay. But that's our legendary listeners. Thank you so much for listening. I'm really excited. I actually had to look it up and see where exactly in the Caribbean um, it was. So how how many how many downloads do we have in that area? Did it say it did, did say? but I don't have it up right now. In my it's my phone ah. is dead. But either way, we we appreciate the love. Yeah, thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys are enjoying our uh, our podcast. And hey. Like we asked last week, if you have any suggestions, if you have any stories you want to hear, tell us some interesting things that you want to see merchandise-wise, hats, cups. Let us know. We just want to, we want people to reach out. Hey, Jay, you want to take us home? Yes. This has been another successful and exciting episode of Legends in the Dark. We leave you with these parting words. If you see or feel something hovering in the corner of your room in the dark, Just close your eyes and go back to sleep. It's not worth opening your eyes and looking over. My name is Jay. And I'm Leslie. Your purveyors of the paranormal and your curators of the creepy. Good night. Good night.